That was an extremely warm welcome. Wow. Wow. It's great having family here. I rigged that. Yeah, thanks, Mum. Sorry, my mum hasn't got a beard. Hey, my name's Santino. It's a real privilege to not only be part of this church, but one of the on the leadership team with Paul and Steve. I'm one of the pastors here, one of the leaders here. Um, it's a real, real honour and privilege to be speaking on such a morning, man. I feel like I've got to know these people getting baptised, and this is what it's all about. What baptism is going to demonstrate is what Jesus has done in our lives. Amen. Listen, I, I, you might be new here. I've looked around going, man, I've never seen that face before, or that face, or that face, or that face, and I'm sure you're grateful you've never seen this face before. But, do you know, the moment, the day, the first time I walked into these, these doors, this, not into the doors, that'd be silly. The first time I walked into this building, I was like, man, what on earth is this place? What, what is it that these people have got that I simply haven't got? And it was this person, Jesus Christ. And I was just taking my daughter out to the children's work, and it's messy here. I mean, there's people bumping into people. There's people, where do we go? I'm not sure where to go. This church was started with a handful of people in a basement flat. And look at it today. Look at it today. It was started with a group of people that took this book seriously that took the saviour of the world seriously and said, you know, we're going to build a church according to what Jesus tells us to do. And I love it. This is not part of my notes. I just, I just love it. Love coming back in, going, the hustle and bustle of community life, of, of, of an ordinary group of people. Just look around you. You're, you're beautiful, but you're, you're ordinary. We're ordinary folk. Ordinary folk. Today, I'm going to have a title. Some people love taking notes, okay? I'm not going to be talking for too long, and then we're going to get on with the, 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 the excitement of baptizing people, but I want this to be relevant for every person in the building, actually. Today, I'm entitling this message, Baptized into Jesus. Baptized into Jesus. I'm going to explain a little bit more about what I mean by this. I love baptisms. Can I just say that? Who else here loves baptisms? I know some of you have come in and gone... Wow, this is, oh, nearly. This is really strange. There's a hot tub in the corner of an auditorium. And I know some of you have gone, we're here because we're supporting family and friends getting baptized, but it's a bit strange. But what I want to do is take us on a journey this morning and explain what it is and what we do from the tank. Life from baptism. What it represents, if you like. Today, this demonstrates what Jesus has done for us upon a wooden cross some thousands of years ago. This is a public demonstration of what it means in the lives of humanity, reminding us more and more and more about the grateful reality of what he's done. Now, whether you've been a Christian for one day, one month, or 50 years, anyone been a Christian for 50 years in this? My goodness, me. Wow. That's worth celebrating. Amazing. Anyone been a Christian for one month following Jesus is what I mean by that? Wow. Wow. Two people at the back. Wow. And I want to trust that that might be the reality for you this morning. You know, last year, 
one guy gave his life next to the baptistry pool because he'd sinned enough and he'd literally gone, I need to do something about this. So we led him to Jesus and he's getting baptized this evening. So whether you've been a Christian one month, 50 years, the truths are timeless in terms of what this represents today. So today I want to address the five people this morning, but I want to address all of you. I want to look into all of your eyes. I want to address all of you today because I want you, if you are a follower of Jesus, I don't want you to be like, oh, this is just something I did 20 years ago and good for them, bravo. I want this to excite your heart again about the gospel, about the good news of Jesus Christ. So we're going to go on a journey. These five people, we're, we're baptizing Clive, Esther, Sarah, Kelly, and Joshua this morning. Now, each one of these dear people come, they're different as you It's not rocket science, right? They come from different moulds, different cultures, different backgrounds, different ages, sexes, races. But they have one common reality, and that's Jesus. That Jesus Christ has saved each one of these dear souls, from the youngest to the oldest, and I'm not going to say who's who. But my prayer is that this would be like we've turned up at a wedding And as you do at a wedding, you're reminded of what marriage is all about. This is a reminder of the covenant relationship, the commitment that Jesus has made to us. Now, if you have a Bible, why don't you turn to Matthew's Gospel. For you guests amongst us that haven't brought a Bible, do you know that is absolutely fine. The words are going to come up on the screen behind me. What we're going to do is I'm going to base this in two scriptures, and then we're going to go on a little bit of a journey. We're going to look at Jesus' baptism, and then we're going to look at what Jesus tells us to do. So Matthew 3, verse 13 to 17. It said, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by a man named John. But John tried to deter Jesus, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and what is this? You come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be done so now. Because it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, listen to this. As soon as he was baptized, he came up from out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened. And then he saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove. And then it alighted on him or rested on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son. Isn't that beautiful? Whom I love. In him, I'm so pleased. Isn't that beautiful language? It's not a form of religion, is it? Heaven was torn open. The Spirit of God came down like a dove and rested on this precious Jesus. And then a voice from heaven said, Humanity, everyone listen in. This is my son. This is my son whom I love, by the way. And in him I'm so pleased. And then I want you to skip on to the end of Matthew's gospel. Matthew, by the way, is just a follower of Jesus. Someone that recorded what Jesus did and taught. So this is after Jesus has gone to the cross. He was killed for the sins of humanity. He's he's risen from death itself. 
He's then appeared to his disciples. Can you just picture them just for a moment? This one that they believed to be the Messiah was suddenly removed from them, executed before some of them, and then they're terrified, and then he's back. And then he's back. And this is what he says to them. In chapter 28, by the way, it will come up on the screen behind me. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some of them doubted. It's a reality, isn't it? It's a reality today. There's many of you here that are like, mm, a bit odd. Some of us are like, man, Jesus rocks. And others are like, I think you're nuts. I, I, I think there's, there's an issue here. This is just the reality of what goes on. Some worship, but others doubted. But then Jesus came to them. And these are the precious words. He says, now all authority in heaven, I don't know why we point up, and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey or observe, some translations say, everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So there we see Jesus getting baptized. And then he says to his earliest crew, now you go and do the same. You go and baptize others. So this is the journey we're going to go on today. We're not going to be long. This is what I want to unpack for us. Firstly, A, what is baptism? I think it's important to define what it is. And then secondly... Life after baptism. Bear with me. Some of you are like, what on earth are you talking about? I'll explain. So what is baptism? Let's quickly look at Jesus' reality of baptism. He was submerged under water. Because it says he came up from the water. But as he comes up, heaven was opened. And as I've said, then the Spirit of God descended on him. Some translations say rested on him. Others say rested and remained. In John's gospel, it says that he re- the spirit rested, but it also remained on him. Remained on him. And then he heard the voice, this affirmation of the father saying, you're my son, in whom I love, I'm so pleased with you. So from Jesus' baptism, I want to put the context. Baptism is a huge statement. Absolutely massive. It's much more than religious ceremony. It's huge. It describes and defines a, a, a deep, deep, deep connection. What is it? To baptize, we get this word from an old Greek root word which means to drench or to immerse or to cover. I like the word drench. So what you're going to see in a few moments is people absolutely drenched. What we don't do is flick them in the face with a little bit of water. What we don't do is just slightly splash them. The kids will try to do that. What we don't do is do a sign of a cross. Now, I'm not here to undermine anything else. What we want to do is try to live as close to the Scriptures as possible. It is where a person is completely drenched and immersed and submerged underwater. And they are brought back up again. Some we hold under longer. (laughs) 
Nothing special about this water. We haven't got here early to pray over it, to stir it up. I'll leave it at that. We've baptized people in the river, in the sea, in the swimming pool, in bathtubs. It's wherever there is plenty of water. Who is it for? This baptism is known as believer's baptism. It's for those that have put their their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, believing him to be the saviour, believing him to, as we've sung, some of you have gone, what are these songs about? It's believing him. It's the reality of what he's done for us at the cross, that he carried all of my sin, all of my shame, all of my junk, all of who I was he carried to the cross. And it's for those that have put their faith in him saying, you dealt with it at the cross. You cancelled it all out at the cross. You've given me new life from the cross. It's believer's baptism. The order is never reversed. You don't belong first and then get baptised. You believe and then get baptised. So all five of these people believe in Jesus Christ. So for this reason, we wouldn't baptise tiny children or babies, as you can appreciate, because it's completely inappropriate For me to hold my newborn baby over the tub and go, all the best, splosh. Some of them float, granted, but not many will. We don't christen people here. Like I've said, we are not going to knock anything, but we want to live according to what the Word of God teaches us. And that is, when someone comes to a saving faith, then they get baptised. We have baby thanksgiving. We thank God for our children and tiny ones. But as you can appreciate, we wait for it to be the decision and willingness on the individual. So for Josh this morning, sorry to highlight you, bro. But for you this morning, I saw it in his eyes. This is his decision. Not mum and dad, not grandparents, not family members. This is Josh saying, I believe in Jesus. Clive saying, I believe in Jesus. And likewise, What does it mean? Well, water baptism identifies the person with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And for the Christian this morning, I want you to stay tuned in with me. Because this is your reality too, friend. That this, what we are seeing today, is your reality. That it identifies the person with Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection. It doesn't make the person more of a Christian, it just shows them to be one. It's been likened to an outward public demonstration of an inner reality. An outward sign of an inner transformation. Let me read you something from Romans. It's a book in the Bible. This guy called Paul writes this, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Jesus, into Christ Jesus were also baptized into his death. There's the identification. We were therefore buried with him through faith. We were buried through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from death through the glory of the Father, we too may live new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Galatians 2.20 says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Jesus Christ lives in me. Do you see that identification? I have been crucified with Jesus. 
Also in Galatians, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, listen to this, have clothed yourselves. It's like putting on a jacket, and that jacket is Jesus himself. All of you who have been crucified with Jesus have clothed yourselves with him. So baptism is about identification. Isn't that incredible? How amazing is that? Some of you Christians look a bit miserable about that. You're like, well, I'm not sure I quite like that anymore. I wanted more. I wanted more from you, Sam. There is no more. You are completely hidden and grafted and secure in Jesus Christ. For all eternity, it doesn't get much better than that. You're going to be with the Father forever and ever and ever because of what his Son has done. So as Christ died, you've died. As Christ's dead body was buried, your dead life is buried and hidden in him. As Christ rose from death itself to resurrected brand new life, one day you will receive brand new resurrected bodies. Some of you look happier about that. I'm happy about that. I've got my son these days grabbing me going, truffle shuffle, get off me. This body will be renewed. This body will be renewed. I know some of you are like, you look amazing. Thank you. It's fine. But it's going to be renewed anyway. So what the tank shows you is when the people walk into this tank, they are effectively publicly saying, it hasn't happened today, but this is what I want you all to know, that my life is dead in him, my old life. So as they walk into the tank, it's effectively as Jesus went to the cross. We're saying, goodbye, old life. As they go under the water, as Jesus' dead life was buried, the waters of baptism symbolize or signify that their old life is done. But as they come up out of the water, and people clap and go crazy and celebrate and get ecstatic, it's not because we're a bit crazy. It's because we're celebrating that they have resurrected brand new eternal life. And that is something to thank God for. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, and behold, the brand new has come. There's a reality for you. That's what the Bible says. So the Bible teaches us that we're hidden, grafted, completely baptized into him, covered or immersed in Jesus. So with this come some incredible benefits. Let me show you. Because we join in with Jesus. So if we are hidden in Jesus then we have the same benefits as Jesus. Now, I want to be careful. I'm not saying you're now suddenly God and divine, but you share in some of his wonderful attributes. The Holy Spirit being the first. The reality of God's presence always with us. The Holy Spirit. As Jesus encountered this descending of the Spirit. He encountered the Holy Spirit coming on him. That is the reality for every born-again believer, that you can receive the Holy Spirit, that you can know the Holy Spirit, not only coming on you, but remaining with you. Clive, the Holy Spirit remains on you, never to leave you. Where you go, he goes. And if you try to run away, he's already there. That's what the scriptures say. If I run to the furthest hills of the mountains, oh my word, he's already there. 
It's what David said. Where can I flee from his presence? The Holy Spirit will rest and remain. Man, that's incredible. God's presence with us, on us, through us, around us. The Father. Jesus was assured and affirmed by this wonderful Father. That's what we need more and more and more. What I don't need, I do need it, is man's affirmation. So I do need it. But what I need more than anything is the affirmation from my heavenly Father. And that's what I've got all the time. That he says, San, you're my son, whom I love. And in you I'm pleased. Because you're hidden in my son. Do you get it? It's not my own works. It's because I'm wrapped up in Jesus. So we can know the assurance and the affirmation of a wonderful daddy in heaven. And that's what humanity needs. That's what I need. I need the affirmation and the security and the identity of the Father from heaven. That's why Jesus went to the cross. He didn't go to the cross just to cancel out my sin. He went to the cross to lead us right into the Father's house. Right into the embrace of the Heavenly Father for all eternity. The way, the truth, and the life. And we go to the Father through him. The future. Baptism is such a wonderful sign of the future. It's awesome. The future to come. We share in a lot of its goodness now. But one day, like I've alluded to, we're going to get brand new resurrected bodies. And I know me and you, Josh, we're probably on a par fitness-wise. We're nowhere near each other fitness-wise, okay? He's a young man that has got so much vibrancy and energy. I am an older man that is slowly decrepit and dying within. No, more affirmation, come on. But what we are going to guarantee is that everyone from Josh to Clive to the people that said I've been a Christian for 50 years that one day we're going to get brand new resurrected bodies so this is a wonderful display of the future to come that we are raised with him we share in a death like his we are raised to a brand new life like his so as Jesus has a brand new resurrected body for the believer one day we will get brand new resurrected bodies That's cool. So life after baptism, this is where we're going to spend the rest of our time, and it's a lot shorter. So that's what baptism is. So life from the tank, life from the waters. It's so easy, Christian friends, I want to address you now. It's so easy for us to forget what we're all about. It's so easy to come to these meetings and these Sundays, Sunday after Sunday after Jolly Sunday, and forget what we're all about. What is the purpose of the church? What is the primary purpose of what we are? I think if we're not careful, this can happen. Everything becomes comfortable, doesn't it? Everything becomes samey if we're not careful. Everything can become like we are just going through the motions. Or, church becomes the place where you look to get your primary needs met. What is in it for me? I wonder what this church is like. Oh, they're not quite like that. And it's all about our needs rather than our purpose. So the tank, 
This isn't the climax, friends. This is simply the beginning of the journey. I know it's not intended to be like that. The Bible says, believe and be baptized. This is meant to be the beginning of the journey, the inauguration, you know what I mean. The start. From the waters of baptism, we are propelled into mission. What I mean by that, not with guns in our hands, with love in our hearts. We are propelled into the world. We are propelled into Hastings, into our families, into our workplace, into our schools, with a message of life. The plan, or the goal, is that we are baptised, spirit-filled, spirit-enabled ambassadors of Jesus Christ. That's his goal. That was God's plan, that we are baptised, spirit-enabled, excited ambassadors of Jesus. But I think what's happened over the years is we've been baptised, hit with a wet salmon, look as moody as sin, and go into the workplace. Man, this is, this is an exciting message. This is a message of life. You know, 13 plus years ago, I heard a message of life. Not a form of religion. I heard a message of life that pulled me out of my old life and gave me a brand new start. And that's what you can have today, friends. Some of you might not have received this message. And you can be like my friend Danny later. You can stand around the pool or at the back and go, man, I've heard enough. What do I need to do about this? Some of you can give your life to Jesus today and have everything washed new and know that from today, everything changes. That's how we carry the gospel, this good news. We keep ourselves full of his joy, full of thankful hearts, knowing that we carry an utterly mind-blowing, amazing message to the known world. You know, the call on our lives is to love God and love people. As I said, we're not passing on a form or a source of religion. We're passing on the source of life. The source of love and life itself. In the book of Acts, there's this guy called Peter. Jesus had been killed for the sins of the world. He, he'd gone from his followers, but he said, you know what, guys, I'm paraphrasing. Wait in the city... Because in a few days from now, you're going to receive power that comes from on high, and it's going to give you the power to talk about me, effectively. But wait. They were terrified. They'd just seen their Messiah killed before their eyes. And then they're all in this room, and then the Holy Spirit comes. And he fills them with such love and power that this guy Peter, who once denied Jesus, aren't you that that? Jesus' friend, no, 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 not me. This once terrified person was suddenly bold, standing in front of thousands of people saying, we did it, we killed him. Our, our, our sins, everything that we've done wrong was placed on his shoulders. He, he takes them through their history, Israel's history, the, the people of God's history, and he says that God is... Jesus and Jesus is God and he he describes who Jesus is and at that moment these onlookers say what on earth must we do about this and Peter says to them this is what you need to do you need to repent and you need to be baptized 
every single one of you for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He tells them, he he presents this wonderful package for them. He says, do you know what? It's all been done, but this is what you need to do. You repent. That means turn. That means change. That means have a complete mind shift, a heart shift, change direction, and turn to Jesus. And as you do, you will experience the washing, the forgiving of all of your sins. You know, I thought I was a pretty good person. The moment I gave Jesus my heart, I felt my heart being washed brand new. Honestly, this isn't, I, I didn't, this isn't a show. I felt being washed new. And that's the reality for you today. That can be the reality for you today. And thousands upon thousands of people responded to this. I want to move it on because we are rapidly running out of time. You know, it's about death to life. It's about slavery to freedom. We carry a message of life. So that's what it is from the pool. From the pool, you you carry out this message of life. So I want to ask you, I just want to ask you, Christian friend, how are you doing with that? I don't want this to feel all weird and condemning because it's absolutely not about that. I want you to think about the time that you were baptized. I want you to think just for a moment the time that you went, my goodness me, Jesus, you're real. And I want you to flood my heart. I want you to think about that time that it happened for you, friend. Now, how are you doing with sharing this utterly mind-breathtaking reality with your friends and your family and your work colleagues and your sister and your brother. We're going to close with this, the impact of Jesus' baptism. He went out in power, spirit-enabled, and he fulfilled the calling on his life. So for you five that are going to be baptized, this is your reality. God has a specific calling for you, Josh, Clive, Kelly, Sarah, Esther. Specific calling for you. His desire is that you go out spirit-enabled, spirit-empowered, joy-filled to fulfill the destiny that he has planned for you. And that's the truth for all of us. The same reality of Jesus is your reality, that it is to go out spirit-enabled, spirit-empowered, full of joy, full of life, and full of love. This is what we're calling people into, life. New life, redeemed life, transformed life, eternal life. Can I invite you to stand with me? I'm going to ask the band to come back up as well, please. As we close, just with a few more comments, and then I'm going to be leading us right through into the baptisms. We're going to sing a little bit more. Everything that we've heard, everything that we've already sung, every every thought that might be going around in your mind right now, we want to focus this back to Jesus. And I want to finish with Jesus' words, and then I'm going to hand it to Al and Joe and the band to lead us into... Just focusing on him. So these are Jesus' words at the end of Matthew's Gospel. 
So for you guys getting baptized, for us as Christians, this is the call and the commissioning on our life. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus has said. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey or observe everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Just want to invite you all to close your eyes for a moment. And I'm speaking specifically to the guys getting baptized right now, to Clive, to Kelly, to Joshua, to Sarah, to Esther. This is God's promise over your life. For every born-again follower of Christ in this, in this auditorium, this is the call of God on your life. As we follow him, as we continue to do what he calls and commissions us to do, this is his wonderful promise. I am with you always. I want you just to think about that statement just for a moment. Not I'm with you some of the time. Not I'm with you when things are going well or when you've been good. But I am with you always. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and make this a reality in every heart today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you went to the cross to forgive our sins. To cancel out the debt of sin itself. Thank you that you were buried and that you rose again to give us brand new, resurrected, transformed, eternal life. And I thank you for the promise that you are with us always. You are with us always. So I pray that everyone getting baptized and every person, every soul in this room, that you'd speak to us this morning. We're going to celebrate now, guys. And then we're going to watch these guys getting baptized and celebrate all that it means.